0: The GNA podcast, games, nerds, and alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. I, uh, I of course pre-grained way too hard with the company tonight, so I showed up drunk, and now I'm just trying to maintain with a nice frosty beverage. I am being joined here tonight by a longtime friend. I actually went to college with this man the first time I went to college, way back in the day. He will forever and now be referred to as Soda, mostly because he's got Yoda on his shirt and one of the letters in one of his names is an S, so he is now Soda. Dude, how are you doing tonight?
1: doing well, thank
0: you. <laughs> I know it's weird, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, it's my first actual podcast experience. I've I've done public speaking and I've been on stages and stuff but this it's been a while and this is a uh, a little different. I've been in a lot of web meetings though. it feels like a web meeting.
0: Exactly. Like we started the whole thing off with me going, "Can you hear me?" like the whole séance starting so with it beer. worked out. It's like a like a web meeting from work but with a beer. Yeah, it's a web meeting from work with a beer. That's exactly what it is. No pressure. No jobs involved here, just a whole bunch of beer and talking about random bullshit, which tonight our random bullshit is going to be Obi-Wan, the series. There's four episodes out right now, and we are going to get into that. But first, what I know everybody wants to know, what is everybody drinking? I'll start off. I, uh, I have been drinking way all sorts of different things tonight, but what I am drinking currently is I am drinking a nice frosty, really, really cold, because I had it on the top shelf of the uh, fridge. Guinness. Guinness is my go-to stout. It's nice. It's creamy. It's got that slight burnt stout flavor to it, but not that coffee flavor that you get with a lot of stouts. It doesn't have like a chocolate flavor to it. It's just that stout flavor all the way through, and it leaves a nice lingering aftertaste, which is very, very pleasant. I can drink these all night. In fact... I probably will be drinking these all night. I don't recommend doing what I just did, which have, which was have a red Starburst and then take a swig of Guinness. It doesn't match at all. I don't even know why I did it. It was just sitting in front of me. And, yeah, that's how that happened. But don't ever do that. If you happen to be in that situation, just resist the urge. Hmm. What about you? Uh,
1: what are you drinking? I'll take that up. That advice. Um, Well, it looks like motor oil. You very used motor oil. Kind of looks like a Guinness if you look at it. It's actually um, a black IPA from a brewery called Fenders Brewery Fenders Brewery in Polk City, Iowa which is uh, about 10 minutes from here Um, we, We moved into Iowa about a year ago having been from the East Coast and now we're a Midwestern family and there's a lot of breweries in the Iowa and the greater Des Moines metro area. Right. And this is one that's very good. It's really small. Um, it's next to a very good pizza place. We haven't found a lot of good pizza places so far, um, but that's a good one. And uh, my daughter likes it, so we can eat there. And they let you bring the pizza into the brewery. Nice. and So dinner and beers. And uh, this is a black IPA. The name of it is the... Night Tracks. Night Tracks? Night Tracks. And generally, like I'm on a you know, craft beer, you know, I like my beer. Uh, I like beer in general. And uh, a lot of good craft beer back home. And I'm mm. finding them here. Uh, one thing I'll say is that I've never been really into black IPAs. I've liked IPAs a lot. But the black IPAs, usually the, the flavor profile just doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. I had one of these on draft. when We were there about three weeks ago. And I really liked it. It's got a... It's like an ipa it's a little maltier but it doesn't have there's an aftertaste that some black ipas have that ipas don't i don't know how to describe it exactly but they did never it's like oh it's okay but you know i'd rather have this or have that um this one i really really was impressed when i was there hmm. so I, I grabbed a couple of cans when i left and, and a can of this and I, I i guess i saved it for this special occasion when we're going now
0: hey there you go so what's uh yep. so and, uh, Oh, I know, what the, I know most IPAs. I've had a couple of black IPAs, and, and the attack is almost always very kind of hoppy, citrusy, but what's the finish like on that? Or, or what's the attack, if the attack is different than what I described?
1: I would say the um, it's hoppy, but it's also got like a multi-profile, hmm. almost like a porter. So it's almost like a very hoppy porter. Okay. Which actually... Ironically, um, you're drinking Guinness and um, so, uh, be- beers that have really impressed me that are kind of along this line. There's, there's Guinness had a uh, few years back. They had these packs of like uh, that they were doing this old recipe series where they had like old uh, recipes from Guinness from you know 100 years ago that they mm-hmm. were bringing out. One was like the West Indies, and they were basically they were they were porters, which porters in the stouts nowadays are distinctly different. But way back when, a porter and a stout were almost the same thing. They really were. Um, and, and there were some porters that were just like stouts and there were stouts just like porters. So it was kind of interchangeable. And even with Guinness. And this one is like a West Indies porter, which basically was like, kind of like a Guinness stout that was extra hopped. So it, it kind of goes back to, if you understand the origin of an IPA. The origin of IPA is that uh, in England, they like their pale ale. And... At the time when the sun never set on the British Empire and England occupied India, um, they would ship beer on ships to India for the soldiers and people there. And the beer would be bad when it got there. It didn't make it. So if you look at the history of beer way back in the story, I may have my facts a little off. But in general, you know, the monks added hops to beer so they didn't have to brew it wasn't beer at the time. It was something else. Uh, they wouldn't have to brew this beverage <clears throat> like every other day. Hmm. they brew it once a week, and it would last for the week because hops is a natural preservative. So knowing this, fast forward a bunch of years to England, shipping their beer over to, to India, They uh, they decided to add hops to it. just a pale ale it was a pale ale that had this other flavor to it it wasn't like ipas we think of today in america that are citrusy and bright and all this english pale ales tend to be very dry Hmm. and different but but different hops different different but but uh the, the the point is the same it was stronger and it was hoppier and they Yeah, they oh yeah yeah the west coast IP okay east Coast IP
0: Yeah. oh that's my dog. You got to visit? No, it's definitely good. I've I've tried a lot of different IPAs and uh, in fact, there's one out of Brooklyn, <laughs> there's one out of Brooklyn, New York that I got to admit uh, I didn't think I was gonna like nearly as much as I did. But it's called Resin, and I found it while I was over in England. <laughs> I was over in England when I first tried it because I was like, oh, let me try this. It's an IPA. Let me give it a shot. I tried it. I'm like, wow, this is really good. Where is it from? I look at it like Brooklyn, New York. I came all the way over here. Yeah, I came all the way over to England to try a beer from Brooklyn, New York. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah, and it's good stuff. Mm.
1: that's really how it's kind of funny to your story there's uh, the main beer company which makes good beer and they have an ip they come in bombers and they have an ip called lunch and you know living in upstate new york you'd think we'd get main beer regularly but lunch would like you wouldn't find it very often never on tap and um the brewery like the the, uh, beverage center we don't have beverage centers there we have supermarkets and gas stations there there's beverage centers which Mm. Uh, there's a couple of them that are fantastic. And, and one that I, that I used to go to about once a month or so, EBI in Saratoga Springs. Um, they're a great, great place, nice people. And when they get lunch in, because it's so popular, they would eat sell right out of it. Mm. And for the regular customers, they would like, they'd keep one behind the counter for me. They'd have like, you know, maybe a dozen of them for certain people. And if I asked them like, Hey, if lunch comes in, hold me one. And, and every now and then I would go in there and get one, but it wasn't, like every time sometimes they get a couple of year you know hmm. that's that's it so here we are we're out here in in, in iowa and and you know a couple of months ago i'm with michelle and we're in west des moines or in a hy-vee supermarket and we have huge like walk-in beer coolers and liquor stores and food courts in the supermarkets like it's not <laughs> supermarkets out here are not like east coast they're they're bigger and they're like yeah, they got everything. Um, they sell clothes in the supermarket. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I'm in, I'm in this and I'm walking down and lo and behold, in the beer cooler, I'm like, they have a shelf full of main beer company and they have like probably six or seven deep lunch right there. Lunch is the name of the IP. And they have dinner, which is a double IPA. And they have like four other lagers and other ales. And I'm like, I've never seen this much main beer company beer in one place ever. Huh. And I lived close to Maine and here it is in Iowa and then we're out to dinner like maybe a month or so ago and in a place in West Des Moines called Salt and, uh, and they have a, a large beer menu and they hand it to me and I'm looking it over and I'm like is this is this lunch on tap yeah yeah it's really good would you like a sample no I'd like a pint <laughs> 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 and so the first time I ever had it on tap was out here and I was really? like this just blew me away that, that yeah that, that Maine beer company distributes out to Iowa. More than they do on the East Coast, apparently. I I I don't know. Maybe they blew up. Maybe in the past year, since I've lived here, they've they've increased their their facility and their production. I'm I'm not in tune with that. I don't know. Um, The brewery, the brewers I know, I I know a few brewers, but they're in the Albany and Saratoga area in New York, not Maine.
0: Yeah, it's wild. It's wild where you go and you just find that little touch of uh, I don't say home, but this this touch of something that you recognize.
1: Yeah, it's really wild. Well, uh, that blew me away. Like, they had it on tap. I was like,
0: really? The well, second segment of the show is State of Games. And if you don't have anything, that's cool. You can actually just pretty much say whatever you want. But it's uh, it's City Games, where we talk about what we've been playing video games, tabletop games, board games. I mean, hell, you're playing Candyland, that counts um, in the past week or so. And then, or you can just pontificate about what video games are, are about, gaming in general. So I will kick it off. My state of games has actually been pretty varied. I've been playing with my Steam Deck a bunch because I I reserved that thing back in July of last year and it came in, I want to say last week, Thursday, or or maybe the week before Thursday. I can't even remember now because the the weeks are blending in together. This time of year gets super quick with recital and, and everything else. But I've been playing V Rising. I have been playing Vampire uh, Survivors. As well as I played a bit of Zombie Side with a friend of mine who dropped down, Kurt, who actually couldn't be here tonight. Which, uh, my my fault, I ended up getting stuck doing a a work event. I mean, that was a bad thing. It was pretty much just go out to eat and drink a bunch of beer. But it was still a work event. Uh, But I've been playing a bunch of that. Uh, I've really just been digging into this Steam Deck. I'm really excited about... uh, There's a game coming out tomorrow called The Quarry. And I don't know, have you ever played... Did you ever play any of the PlayStation 4 games by any chance?
1: It not a ton.
0: So there was a game that came out for PlayStation 4 called Until Dawn. It's by Supermassive Games. And the best way to classify it is, I would say interactive fiction it's really more of like you're playing through a story with some quick time events a little bit of exploration in there you move your character around but really it's a linear storyline it's more of an interactive fiction kind of a choose your own adventure almost like you have some choices that you can affect the storyline but supermassive games they literally have gotten like they were like Telltale games when they came out with The Walking Dead and Among Us or Wolf Among Us, all that jazz. Like I would throw money at Telltale games all day long, and then they completely screwed up and just screwed the pooch. Supermassive Games seems to be doing things better, and I literally they come out with a game and I throw money at them because it's it's actually the exact same mo- like thought process I had around the Steam Deck. I expected the Steam Deck to actually be junk. I really did. I expected it to be a crap piece of hardware, but I knew if Steam didn't sell enough of them on this run that they would never make a second one and I I just it's a, it's it's the curse of hardware sales. Like the first one that you make is never really that great. It's good, but it never really seems to be that great. But then like your second one is like off the charts. And that's what I was that's what I expected with Steam Deck. And I got to admit i'm really pleasantly surprised with what i got so i've been doing a lot of steam deck gaming and i'm really excited about supermassive games which by the time this episode releases it would have already released like three or four days ago but that's fine we're recording on a thursday it comes out on a friday i'm super excited it's called the quarry it's a horror game supermassive uh games really get dials in on that interactive fiction and that horror game so I'm super excited about that. I'll probably be streaming that when I start to play it because I really want to play it. But soda, what is your state of games? You know it's it's funny
1: you're talking about things and and I remember when Steam first came out and it was exciting for me, not being a, 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 a in recent years a much of a gamer. Um, it was a as I understood it, a, a Linux based. Like operating system um, designed as a gaming platform. Um, so, so I I don't play a ton of games, and the, one of the main reasons I haven't had a ton of time, and another main reason I don't have a gaming rig. And most everyone I knew up until fairly recently, their gaming rigs were Windows-based machines. And uh, I have a few machines running in this house, none of which are Windows. But I, I you know, I, I haven't been a Windows tech for a long time. I'm pretty much immersed. Totally in Linux, and you know I, everything I run is Linux nowadays. It has been for years. Um, so I used Windows for work, and then uh, Apple at work, and now I'm pretty much a Linux, Linux, and some Android. Um, so Steam was exciting for me. It's like, oh, there's a new operating system coming out just for games, and it's called Steam, and that's you know that I kind of got into it a little bit when it came out, and I thought that ultimately at some point I'd build a gaming rig. I haven't done it yet. Uh, it was going to happen. I wanted to get into it in January, February, but I went through some life changes that kind of set that back though. So, um, so I, I, am not really playing any like games that are going to be anything that's that exciting. Um, I have found some online games, uh, one that took me back. It's, it's a couple of months ago. I found that, uh, me back a long ways. Uh, there used to be a game called Load Runner.
0: Oh my God!
1: Most kids don't know what Load Runner is. Load Runner goes back to like the 80s. For us old guys, uh, you know, I got into Load Runner after it was already around for a while. But th- th- there, there isn't much like it in that the fact that it comes with hundreds of levels and you can design and build your own levels and give them to your friends to play and and whatnot. And you know, when I was a kid, that was like that was a shit um you know i was in college that was the chit, you know i thought and, and i i actually remember playing it on like an apple 2 and then and then other devices and so there's actually a web-based version of it now and it's it's loadrunner mm-hmm. so when i discovered that i kind of like played that for like a week or two straight a whole bunch of times and then kind of got Away from it and said, Okay, that's an hour here, an hour there. That's too much time. You know, I, I I like other things. Um, so when you talk about games, um, the game that I'm really into and I spend the most time on nowadays is not a video game, it's, it's a game called Disc Golf. Hey,
0: that's a game that <laughs> you know,
1: counts, yeah. Yeah, I'm I, I kind of got hooked on it. Uh, I got hooked on Disc Golf many many years ago when I uh when I worked for the the, the bike tour, I worked for the Tour du Pont when there was a the Toyota Trump turned in the Tour de Pot. It was the biggest bike race in America. Um, and I used to work for it. It used to be a vacation every year. I used to travel to Maryland and Virginia and all the way down to Atlanta and other states. I used to cover, I think, 13 states or seven states in 13 days or something like that, depending on the year. Um, and what we would do is we would not only be staff members at it, but we would sign up to return vehicles. So, um, for example, like the last year we ended in Marietta, Georgia outside of Atlanta, and we'd have to return all our vehicles to Wilmington, Delaware. And so we'd have small vehicles and large trucks and all kinds of things, and they'd have to be returned. And so a whole group of us would sign up and each one of we drive in a truck and, uh, we were yelling dumb, but we would say, okay, we're on a schedule and they know when we get gas and know the timing, when we stop and we are checking the hotels and all that. So we have to save like three hours on this trip. The little car is going to run interference and the trucks are going to tail it. And we're going to get there like a couple hours early so we can find a disc golf. And that was like, that was our pastime. And we, we'd play like every chance we got, we would play disc golf. And then after that, um, for like for years and years, didn't play it. It wasn't in upstate New York. It just wasn't a thing there. But it was in the rest of the country. And one of my friends who I met long before you, when I was in college the first time, he uh, he moved to he moved to Texas mm-hmm. and raised started raising a family, and then moved to Oklahoma. And these are places that have disc golf courses. So he continued to play like regularly, and he's a pro now. He's really, in good, like really good, like like it, when I takes me three or four shots to get a hole he drives and he's next to the hole i mean it's like birdies every shot uh you know oh yeah yeah he's really good and uh his kids are really really good like outstanding so and i've played with you know i've gone and played with him a bunch but now here we are in iowa and uh you know i started maybe three or four years ago playing uh, quite a bit and i'm not good but I, i play a lot I've had a couple injuries and setbacks that really set me back. Like 2020, I couldn't play all summer It was a hand injury. Uh, but um, I started playing left-handed. But um, now that I'm in Iowa, there's a lot of disc golf courses out here, like a lot. Like right from where I live here, there's two that are eight or 10 minutes away at the most um, that I can get to. Uh, I played yesterday. Actually, there's three. There's a third one that's actually even closer. It's Interstate Battery. Interstate Battery—I don't know if it's headquarters or one of the main offices. There's nine holes on under underground um, short course, uh, but can't lose a disc there. So it's really easy to kind of stop by and play nine holes in half an hour and get out, or spend a little longer. There's a field up there to go and throw drivers across, and you know it takes takes time. You know it's it's you don't realize there's there's a lot of skill and practice involved. Uh, the discs don't always go where you want them to. You know, fly straight. So there's there's control there. And how do you throw them and what discs you're using and all that stuff. And I'm no expert. Um, I just enjoy it. It's it's good exercise to get out and walk around. I'll say this. The courses up here are a lot different. I miss some of the courses back home. I really do. I, I like some of the courses here. I haven't been to all of them, so I'm still learning. Uh, but there's courses back home that are in heavy woods with a lot more obstacles um, on the side of hills. There's a lot more hills in upstate New York than there are in Iowa. I was pretty flat. Um, one of the courses I absolutely love, which is very challenging, more challenging than anything I've seen here, is called Heiser Creek, mm-hmm. and it's literally on the side of a mountain in the forest. And so when you're when you're throwing the fairway is literally like a corridor through trees. And if you, you you don't stay in that corridor, you hit a tree, you're off one side or the other, and then you got to dig out and then you're throwing through. You know, you're finding a gap one way or another and trying to get around something or through it. Um, it's up and down Hills. Some are steep and a lot of rocks, you know, it's, it's, it's hiking, you know, you wear your boots. Um, it's beautiful. There's, um, there's stuff at that course that I haven't have seen on any other course really. Um, you remember SPAC, SPAC has oh, yeah. nine, well 18 holes and they're actually putting in, they were going to put in nine more. So SPAC was kind of a ramping ground. He used to swing by there quite frequently and play, um, right around Peerless Pool, if you remember the pool is, going right in a circle around it, there's nine holes. Um, they all have two Ts each, so you can play the A holes and then play the B holes and get 18. And like I said, they're going to put in uh, nine other holes, so they could have potentially 36. Then um, in Taha, which is a park about equal distance from fact in the other direction, you might remember, behind like the Stewart's on Route 50, going towards the northway, there's, uh, mm-hmm. there's a park in there. I used to mountain bike all the time. And there's 18 holes in there. That was like one of my favorite places because I get there in five minutes from where I used to live and I used to swing by there quite frequently. It's a lot of it's in the woods, um, which have has its kind of advantages. It's it's not crowded. It's quiet. It, you, you're in the woods. You get a little of that, you know, walking in the woods kind of feel. Um, you don't get hassled if you want to open a beer. Whereas in a lot of parks, like in Iowa here, I, I don't bring beer with me. Uh, I do occasionally, but. Yeah, keep it very, very low key. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in in New York, you know, as long as you 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 know never leave anything, bring your cans yeah. with you. But you know, like, uh, so yeah, I played Waterford Waterford Park yesterday. Uh, I uh, I brought one beer with me. <laughs> it's thirteen holes, so they're all odd numbers out here. You know, not like nine or eighteen. There's thirteen, and there's eleven hole courses. It's weird. Mm, but uh, I usually get to where I'm on like hole nine, which is where it goes kind of in the woods for the last four or five holes, and that's hole nine is when I open a beer, and by hole thirteen it's all, it's gone. So that's my one beer for the course, my one beer for the afternoon.
0: Very cool. Well, uh, I say so that's that, my this, game. That's my main game, I guess. Well, the meat of the this subject tonight. Fun was and I hope you you've caught up if not then I'm going to have to uh have to censor myself but the the meat of the of the episode tonight okay. is the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney Plus. Now, I hope you like I'm assuming you saw The Mandalorian and I'm assuming you saw Book of Boba Fett. Yep, yep. So so the Ma- and and I watched episode 4 last night, so I'm 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 excellent. up to date. Excellent. So, I mean, Mandalorian. I, I think uh, most everybody agrees, and I, and you, you can you can chime in if you if you disagree, but most everybody agrees that the Mandalorian is fantastic. It's just been stellar so far. Book of Boba Fett. I've got my gripes mm-hmm. about. Seems more like it was Grogu and friends than Book of Boba Fett, but you know we'll we'll take it for as it is. But now we're into Kenobi. So for a quick synapse, and, uh, and if you're afraid of spoilers, this is probably not the episode to listen to, but for a quick synapse, Kenobi is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi 10 years after Episode 3. So Order 66 has been executed, Jedi have fallen, uh, the Empire has taken firm control of everything that they possibly can. And Obi-Wan Kenobi has literally cut himself off, uh, like, completely from the Force. Went out, buried his lightsaber in the middle of nowhere, just given up the whole thing. Now, there's a lot to unravel with Kenobi. So, he, he starts off and it introduces him looking after Luke like he's he's keeping an eye on Luke which that's what his mission was to be. He's on Tatooine hanging out just looking after Luke. And it starts off pretty I don't want to say slow, but it it starts off pretty methodical. You know, you're you're introducing the character, you're showing that he's he's not being he, he's a stark contrast from the Obi-Wan that we know from episode you know episode 1 2 and 3 from the clone wars cartoons he's he's a stark contrast from general kenobi but just just on that first episode what was your take when you watched it like what was what was your takeaway when you watched it well you know you think back to episode 3
1: and the end of it the epic battle when you know anakin turns to the dark side and starts following the emperor and obi-wan you know comes to the realization that he's no longer anakin's master and he's no longer training anakin and anakin's kind of broken off and gone to the dark side everything that he taught him to to fight against and everything he taught him like like his whole plan everything he's dedicated his life to raising this boy this prodigy Hmm. uh that that raising him following his master's with is on his dying bed you know raise the boy train the boy he, you know he's going to bring balance and you know maybe he did bring balance in, in making the sith, strong, sith stronger i don't know but but um so he spent his his entire life training this boy bringing him in all of the values that he learned which is the opposite of sith and here he had to come to the realization that Anakin's it's gone horribly wrong gone the opposite Anakin is not just becoming a Sith he's becoming the most powerful Sith ever (laughs) he's Darth Mm -hmm. Vader right Mm -hmm. so and then basically before before he was Vader though they have this fight and it's epic fight where where basically comes down to Anakin trying to bring him back trying to say you know what are you doing you know come back let's you know you you know and 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 then Anakin like you know don't push me or i'm going to have to kill you and you know Anakin strikes out and and Obi defends himself and it turns into this epic battle on a lava planet and you know Obi in defense you know he's up on a on a higher ground he's like you know you've lost i have the higher ground you know give up let's let's just go home and and call it over and Anakin's like no i'm going to charge you and and Obi-Wan you know kicks his arms and legs off you know it's it's brutal and leaves him there burning in on a lava pit and leaves him there and so and assumes he's he's dying he's dead and i imagine you know in my mind Anakin is now tortured right Anakin after Obi-Wan. that order 66 happens Uh, excuse me, Obi-Wan is not tortured. Anakin, obviously also, but Obi-Wan is not tortured. You know, he's, he's living a life after order 66 when, you know, the, the empire has formed and that are being exterminated. And so he's basically took these two babies, which are Anakin and Padme's kids. Padme's dead. He assumes Anakin's dead and the two kids, which are the future, He's taken them and they've gone into hiding, right? And so he's watching the brother. He's watching Luke. And meanwhile, he's living all by himself. Solitude doesn't do the best for the human mind. You know, we're social mm. creatures. So he's living in solitude and probably, uh, probably tormented. Probably having some nightmares all the time. And, and you know, and and he turns his back on the fourth. He totally disconnects from the fourth. He's no longer considers himself. Yeah, no longer considers himself a Jedi. He considers the Jedi to be gone. To be like there's no more Jedi. They're gone. And so at the beginning of this this show, Obi Wan's kinda like, Hey, you know, I'm an old man, you know, watching this kid grow up make keeping him safe, but there's no more Jedi. I'm not a Jedi anymore. And and you know, and then kind of, you know, as the show goes on, he learns that, you know, Anakin's not dead. And we all know from the end of episode three that, you know, the emperor went and saved Anakin and turned him into Darth Vader. And uh, the turn was complete after the battle. Let, so, let, me,
0: let me chime in there. So I'm actually I, I was when they first announced Kenobi, they like my brain was swimming on. OK, where are they going to go with this? How are they going to do this? They have so much canon that they have to work with. Like, they've got everything that they built up in the Clone Wars about who General Kenobi and who Obi-Wan Kenobi was. And they have everything from A New Hope and on of who Kenobi was. And they have canon to Mm -hmm. fit in the middle of. So it was one of those, like, the first thing that came up was how are they going to have Obi-Wan and how are they going to have Darth Vader know Obi-Wan is still alive and leave him on Tatooine? And the first thing that came to mind was they have to have any time that Vader deals with Obi-Wan not be on Tatooine. Because if it was, it would be over. Like, there's no possible way. He would literally scour and burn that planet to the, like, just to ash looking for Obi-Wan. So that was the first thing that came up. And so far in the series, they've done just that. They've kept every interaction between Vader and Obi-Wan off Tatooine so that i'm glad the the story the the story the story
1: is actually that obi-wan has to leave tatooine and he's very reluctant to do so because he's leaving his mission Mm -hmm. but he's doing it specifically to help leia Mm -hmm. the other the other of the the other child because leia pretty much has gone missing Mm -hmm. so and her father right and her father's like you know you're the only one that we know that could go get her back so yeah, you know we, we know trust. that you're going to have to leave. Right. So, so that's why he leaves. And that was kind of like, you know, that was the, uh, the reason for him leaving Tatooine. And, and it, to your point, it's plays. It's very good that that happened because you're right. If Vader got there, he probably would have killed Luke and, and,
0: and, you know, Oh, yeah. Owen he and you were murked everyone through. So another gripe yep. that uh, another little gripe that I have, um, Well, that's okay. So I'll go with something I like because there's no use – like, I don't like to complain about something. But one thing I want to say that I like, I, I like that they went the route that Ben disconnected himself completely from the Force because otherwise Vader would have been able to sense him like no matter what. He would have just been able to hone in on him in some way, shape, or form. And found him, and then and, and 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 sussed him out, and then like, hey, guess what? I'm here to wreck house. So that he completely cuts himself off from the force, and he really doesn't even try to touch the force until he's off planet again, trying to save Leia when she falls. I like that they went that route, um, and I and and they even doubled downed. I think going that route because it's kind of like one of those things, like like riding a bike. Okay, riding a bike is easy. Once you learn how to ride a bike, you never really forget how to ride a bike. However, if you don't ride a bike for a really long time, it may be a little sketchy for you to let go of the handlebars and and ride with no hands for a little bit. Not saying a long time, but you know, you don't just jump right back on and start doing wheelies right off the bat again or start, you know, start riding rails and stuff. You kind of kind of like work your way back into it. And I think I like what they're doing in that realm. He've completely disconnected himself, and he's just like, I haven't touched it. And now that he's been thrusted back into the situation where he has to kind of start relying on the Force again, you can kind of see him start to get the – like, the training wheels are on. He's trying to work it. And just like even in this last episode, did you – did you see him in the hallways where he was doing deflections of the of the blaster built bolts, and he deflects one behind him that smokes a stormtrooper behind him, and he kind of looks back like, "Holy crap, that worked!" Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I I think he's getting more and more. He's 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 kind of getting his feet under him yeah. as the episode, and 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 I think that comes from the third episode when. Vader confronts him and, and him. he's actually, he's actually using his lightsaber for light for a change, like a flashlight almost because it's so dark out there and there's Vader in and out in it out outside wherever they were and Vader just yeah Vader's like out, clearly outmatching him and he's basically defensive moves and and fighting for his life and and if he doesn't get help at the end he oh, would yeah. have got tortured and then brought back to Vader's place and then tortured more and tortured more and interrogated and all that so the point is in getting his ass kicked but in having to fight and actually having to face mortality basically in facing uh, an enemy that's ready to tear you apart and he he, kind of got his feet under him a little bit, and I think this is the next episode. He's slowly going, turning back into the Jedi now. Way back in the first episode, there's a there's flashback how it all opened. And by the way, that was that sequence at the very beginning of the first episode, which was a montage of the prequels and leading up to this. I thought that was extremely well done. I thought that was really well done, setting it up kind of setting the stage. Mm-hmm. And in that, there was a, Anakin's voice saying. Obi Wan is as wise as Yoda and as strong as Mace Windu, which really kind of puts him. As he looks at him, as at, there was a point in Obi Wan's life in his career when he was younger, but there was a point where he was one of the most powerful and wise Jedi. Mm-hmm. He was. He, he was he, as adept with a lightsaber as Mace Windu, as wise as Yoda. I mean, you know, that's that's saying a lot. So, and here he is. He's fallen very far from there. Oh um, yeah. It's almost and, like and, he's got like
0: depressed and just like like that whole syndrome of just he's beaten himself down. Yeah. Like he's his own worst yeah. enemy. Well,
1: after after working your whole life to raise this boy and having it fail horribly, the, like your whole main mission in life failed, everything you did work the opposite of what you're trying to do. Mm. And now you, you watched not only your prodigy, your brother, you had to fight him and pretty much he thought he killed him, but did what he did to Anakin. And also Padme, you know, Padme, you know, Obi-Wan, uh, I don't know if there was any, any lust there. There might've been, but there were definitely friends. He cared for her. Mm-hmm. He cared about her. She was a family member in many ways. So, at the end of episode three, he lost his family, you know, he'd, he, lost family. he lost Anakin and Padme, mm-hmm. right? He lost his family, you know, and his job now is to live alone in the desert and watch over this boy whose parents don't want him around. Like that, you keep your distance, old man.
0: Is that his is job he, or is that his going penance? like so that that's where okay. the thing is like is that his job or is yeah. that his penance that he's given himself because he thinks that he Tonight. killed you know he killed Anakin like he he goes into we start off the first episode Obi-Wan doesn't know that Anakin is still alive he thinks in his soul that right. he killed Anakin and I I liked that they went down that route because that gives much more like if they just if they just started off That Obi-Wan just cut himself off from the force because he knew bad shit was going on and he's like, I'm going to cut myself off from the force. Like if they went that route, if he just decided to do that with no real rhyme or reason other than to try to hide, it would have been really cowardly. And I don't know if I would have liked it. That they went down the route of he thinks he killed Anakin. So he's in that pit of despair of I killed this person that I loved. And that he really thinks that he did that. I mean, just look like what you said. Like his family, his dad, his family has died. I can't, I can't hear you. Good night. Sleep well. I'll see you in the morning. Okay. Okay. Good night. Okay. Good night. Good night. Good night. So Good night, that that he goes down that route. I like that they went down that route of giving him that that plot point of he thinks and you know he thinks that he's done this heinous thing. And then in episode two, the third sister reveals, "Oh no, it's he's not dead. Anakin's still alive," and that you you see that, and and right. I thought it was really well done, where Obi Wan is literally just frozen there, processing, like he's literally just processing what his like what like you can see in his head, he's going, "Was she telling me a lie? She was just saying it to get under my skin. No, was she really though? I can." I can see this actually being that him. face
1: he had was a look of horror.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was, it all was the, processing in, everything that was just said.
1: In all the movies, and all the and any all the Obi Wan scenes, that's like the one face that he has that he really looks scared. Mm-hmm. He looks horrified. Like what? Like totally shocked. Like he's the kind of person that no matter what happened, if you think about Obi Wan, it's really hard to catch him off guard. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what happens, he always seems to be like, okay, let's do this. Okay, he's always got a solution. He's always got an idea. He's he's like, in a, in a lot of ways, he's kind of like a MacGyver. He's always got something for for the situation. He's got a That's defensive a situation, plan. In that situation, when, he, when he's like, Anakin's alive, and he stops and starts thinking about it and maybe feels something. And that's when Anakin, if those Anakin awake in the tank. Like he feels something. Like all of a sudden, he's horrified. He's like, "How can this be?" Mm-hmm. It's one thing that he would have never expected. So that's that's really a bizarre place for it to go in his mind. And the other thing is, like, if you think about it, you could you could make the the, the case. You could think that his skills have been declining from the battle with Anakin. Mm-hmm. That battle with Anakin on the, on in the lava pits all the it way through like yeah his skills have consistently been high. maybe they come back up a little bit but they're never quite to the peak the way they were it never seem to be and even alec guinness the old obi-wan on the, the first death star when he faces vader he has no fear but he also doesn't have the skills that he once had no like he gets to a point where he's like i'm not gonna fight you if you strike me down, I'm going to become more powerful than you'd ever imagine. How? Because he'll be able to talk to Luke. He'll be able to talk. He'll be able to talk through the Force. But he's like, I'm not going to fight you because you're going to you're going to, you're going to waste me. So I'm just going to drop my lightsaber and let's let it go. So there's kind of a like, little
0: there's a little you know, thing on that without with with, uh, with Episode Four and Obi wan dying. So him saying that, like, if you think if you really think hard about it. And I say, I don't think that'd be condescending, but when he says he'll become more powerful than you ever imagine, I don't think he actually taught, I don't think he means about becoming a force ghost and being able to lead Luke on. I think it's that Luke seeing him die, that's going to fuel Luke to go battle Vader. Like that's, that's his mission now is to go battle Vader. That makes
1: sense. Yes, I would agree with that. That that, that there's there's two sides to that and, and perhaps it's 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 twofold. It's both. Mm. It's yes, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna make Luke, you know it's gonna motivate Luke, embolden Luke, whatever you wanna say, to go after Vader, but also it's that he's gonna be still be able to guide guide Luke and be Luke's master beyond the grave.
0: Well, and because I'm hoping that we're going to see this he's, in this episode or in this series, because he, he hasn't talked to Qui-Gon yet. So he hasn't learned that ability to force ghosts. So I'm hoping that they're going to show that right. in this series, because if they don't, it's going to be really tough canically to say how he learned that skill, because if Qui-Gon doesn't teach him, who the hell does?
1: Oh, I think that's coming. I, I think from very from the very first episode on, that's going to happen. I'd be shocked if it doesn't, because mm-hmm. of the way they set it up. Because of because of Yoda. and the other thing is, if if Obi Wan was not able to continue to to mentor Luke from the grave, remember Obi Wan is the one who told Luke to go seek out Yoda. Luke had no idea who Yoda was. Mm-hmm. It was Obi Wan that sent Luke go to Dagobah. Mm-hmm. go and see this guy yoda and that that's the whole reason why that that linkage happened so you know he he kind of he kind of had some foreshadowing there he in his mind he's like okay you know I, I, i'm not going to fight vader now vader will kill me what i'm going to do is I'm going to i'm going to i'm going to let him kill me and i'm going to let luke see it and then i'm going to guide luke to yoda and then luke is going to end up mm-hmm. being the only one that can take vader down I can't anymore. I'm too old, and I don't have the skills I once had. I'm, I'm just—I'm too old. Where Vader is younger, he's and he's—he's yeah, he's a, he's a cyborg. He's a cyborg. Yeah, he's—he's he's half cyborg. He's now. Now, what about? So we mentioned that and talk about Vader. Just—I I don't want to—you know—derail this, but the scene that Vader coming out of the tank, Anakin coming out of the tank. I mean, the only other time we really see Vader take the helmet off is the end of Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, let me look on you with my own two eyes. When when Luke let me my son, let me look at you with my own two eyes, I'll pull the helmet off. Um but now the the scene where it came out and he got the arms detached and the helmet and the breathing apparatus and all that. And and by the way, he didn't breathe until like they put the breathing apparatus on him, which was after all this other stuff happened. So he kinda of was holding his breath for a minute there, mm-hmm. you know? last gruesome breathing. maybe. What a gruesome scene. Mm-hmm. Like those weren't like nice little snap-on parts. They all look like they hurt. Looks like he's in pain every time he wakes up and goes through that routine of putting the Vader suit on. It looks like it's extremely painful. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I was you know, they did a great job. I mean, as far as the the costuming and the effects, uh, you know, they overall have been really good.
0: Oh, 100 percent as you would
1: expect from Star Wars. Yeah, well. As you expect now from Star Wars, I think early on um, they are good for the
0: time, I guess. No, hundred percent. I agree with you completely. So the the I, I forgot. I had one gripe, and I forgot what it. Was. Oh oh oh! So that whole Vader fight where Vader and Obi Wan battle, like they 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 get to one another vader is obviously Mm -hmm. way overpowered in comparison to obi-wan at this point in time force chokes him drags him down into fire now here's where i actually have a gripe so you're gonna and i don't mean you as in you physically but just the the euphemism or whatever the fuck it is for you you're gonna tell me that vader can force choke this man hold him up drag him down into a fire pit put this fire out with the force but then when somebody else lights the same fire in the same location that he can't just either a put the fire out and stormtroopers go in and clap people b Pick up over it. Obi-Wan Kenobi up with the force choke right through it, like he did just a few moments ago, mm-hmm. or C, walk lift right some through the stormtroopers
1: and throw some stormtroopers on the other side. Right, right. Walk right, right through it, or lift a couple of stormtroopers up and put them on the other side. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like that, there's, why there's did some, none
0: some of this happen? some stuff that was campy. Yeah, like, why did none of that happen?
1: You know, I'm I'm the kind of person when it comes to something like Star Wars that my suspension of disbelief is strong with me. So I'm willing to just accept it as a storytelling as whatever. But you're absolutely right. You know, there's a couple of pieces in it. And it's like one sniper is going to take out Vader and a small cadre of stormtroopers. You would think the stormtroopers would would, would she was shooting from the hill. They would just unload spray yeah, just unload. You know, spray spray and pray. spray. Right, right, exactly, and and that, that would the be the quality. So, the second thing is, second thing put the fire out or walk right through it and so what, as cape gets burned. What does he care? He's been burned before. He's he he's after Obi Wan. The most important thing to get him in the world right now is getting Obi Wan. He, he's not afraid of walking through fire. Why not? No. He's been in fire before. Or lift up, like I said, lift a couple storm, whoop, lift a couple stormtroopers, put him on the other side. You know, I I have no idea why. Maybe. Uh, maybe using the Force drains him like mana, and after he did this and did that and did this, he's kind of drained. He can't can't do it for a little while till he recharges. S- I'll say this, as far as him using the Force, how brutal was it when he was trying to smoke Obi-Wan out of the village? When he was just oh, pulling God. people out of their houses and dragging them out of the street by their Snapping throats. Snapping people's and the necks. One, the one person that was trying to stop was stamps the guy's neck and, and just, just, I mean... Yeah, Vader being Vader, right? I mean, like, okay. you know, he's got that reputation thing, as being an evil bastard.
0: If there's one thing this series has done, the it bastard. has given Vader like the actual Vader. like Now we see what Vader is. Because in, in A New Hope and beyond, we don't really see oh, yeah. who Vader is. Like They just talk about how badass he is. And he's done some like, oh, I'll force choke you and then I'll let you go. But like I'm really this badass. Like They talk about how badass he is, but they never actually show it. And now in this series, like even when he was Vader back in episode three and he was just going through and killing youngings and stuff, it's like, okay, that's that's like sinister, that's maniacal, that's evil. That's about as brutal It's about as brutal as it gets. But it's not nearly as brutal as what they showed in Obi-Wan. Like him taking Obi Wan and dragging him like with the force through fire. Just this is now the pain you feel. It's like, holy crap! This this is Vader. This is the what Vader I envision. Would you say?
1: What scene was it? Was it the end of Rogue One, when it's
0: a, a short oh, Vader scene oh, yes. when he comes the, to the, the hallway scene? And just yes, whipping people outside. Just
1: that right, is just, Vader.
0: Like that's the first touch of Vader you get. Right. You're like, wow, he really is a badass. But in this, in Obi Wan, oh yeah. Like him walking through that village trying to suss out Kenobi and then him actually facing Kenobi and just the the brutality that he had against him. You really get a sense of who Vader is. And to be honest, like he should have been able to just wreck Kenobi there. Like even with that fire that showed back up, full on wreck Kenobi. The only thing that I rationalized for that. And I was talking to some people at work over this, too. The only, reason that I, only thing I can rationalize is that Vader wants that fight. Like, he wants to have that fight. Not just any fight. Not just a one-sided fight. Not just I'm clapping him. He wants the fight he deserves. He wants the fight that he should have won. That's the only, that's the only way I can rationalize it in my head. Unless you got another theory, uh,
1: I, I think. Well, no, I think he definitely wants to fight, but I don't think he wants to kill him. I think what he said it, when he's dragging him through the flame, there, I, I realized at that point he doesn't want. He wants to fight him, but he wants to torture him, and and he wants to interrogate him because what are they? What are they? What are they trying to do? They're trying to find all Jedi, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Obi Wan might have information about where the other Jedi are.
0: I don't he's, think Vader Obi-Wan cares about that. Is, I don't really think he cares. I think he I think wants he was, to just toy with Obi-Wan.
1: He does. He does, but he wants to do it all. He wants to he wants to fight him. He wants to beat him and then he wants to torture him and before he kills him, he I think he wants to interrogate him. I think he wants to interrogate him to the fullest and do it in the most painful, drawn out, nasty way he can because he 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 hates Obi-Wan. Like hatred at the deepest level of hatred that there is. Mm. I think Vader hates Obi Wan more than he hates anything. And he's a he's a he's a man that's basically built and full of hate. And he hates Obi Wan more than anything. So I don't think he wants to just kill him. I think no. that would be way too easy, let him off in his mind. He wants to torture him, but in the process he wants to interrogate him because if you remember what he did to Leia in, in the in the first movie, he's torturing Leia. Trying to get They're where is the rebel the rebels, base? Yeah. Where is the rebel base? Right. He's he's into torture. He's not afraid of torture. He likes torture. I think he gets off on it. I think that's and and the fact that he could beat Obi-Wan, then torture Obi-Wan, hurt Obi-Wan, and then torture him more by interrogating him and making him because think about it. Regardless of the physical pain, if Obi-Wan spills the beans on locations of other Jedi, Mm. And that's a form of torture also that's a huge form of torture that's emotional torture like he's giving up secrets that you know to the, to the worst place he could give them so if, if, yeah. if vader can actually pull that information from him no matter how he does it whether he sucks it out of his mind whether he makes him speak it whatever he does it's going to be torture for obi-wan and i think more than anything vader wants to torture that man he wants he to wants to make him. him
0: suffer definitely
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah. And then maybe at the very end of it all, maybe then it's like, okay, now I'll kill you.
0: Yeah, Vader definitely wants to torture him. I mean, where we, where we left off, and I, I, was, I was half hoping we weren't going to see, um, we weren't going to, if this wasn't going to turn into the major plot point of, it's just the rescue of Leia. Like, I was hoping we were going to see just more Obi-Wan but the the my uh, i guess i guess my one big gripe and it's one of the things that just baffles me whenever they deal with star wars is and how they can screw it up like it's just literally beyond me you just put just put two or three or i don't care just put people fighting with laser swords i don't care what the hell's going on like you literally could have no like okay Let's be honest, the writing for Star Wars has never been exactly top tier. It's been campy, it's been cheesy, it's been, it's it's there, it keeps you interested. But I want to see people fight with laser swords. Like, that's what got me into Star Wars back when I was a kid. That's what people, I mean, everybody I talk to, and, and, and you might be the difference, but everybody I talk to when I say, well, what do you want to see more of in Star Wars? He's like, I just want to see wizards fight with laser swords. That's what I want to see. I'm like, you know, I can't, I can't discount that because that is just like, really, seeing Luke and Vader fighting in The Empire Strikes Back with laser swords. Like, who did not want a lightsaber growing right. up? It was just one of those things. Like, I, and that's that's where I think they're really missing out. And that's what I'm hoping those next two episodes they really capitalize on. We already know that we're getting a second season. So that's that's a thing. We already know we're getting a second season. Well, I hope so. so. I
1: mean, no, it's announced. We're four getting a second episodes season. In, but my, my, my thing is, it's only six episodes, which, mm-hmm. you know, I know that movies is only two hours long and six episodes are six hours long or whatever, But but it, it feels like it's going by really, really fast. And oh, yeah. I've watched all the Marvel shows and I watched Mandalorian and I watched Book of Boba Fett. This feels like it's going by. Maybe it's because I'm enjoying it a lot, but it's going by like faster than anything. Like, I mm-hmm. can't believe we're two thirds of the way through it. There's only two episodes left. And like, in like literally, uh, you know, like 13 days, it's going to be done. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, you oh, know? Yeah. I, it's going quick. I don't even know what to think. Yeah. So I kind of feel like they almost need to do a second season <laughs> just to appease all of us, because if they only did one season, it'd be very empty feeling. Don't you think?
0: Well, how are the, the that's where like where they only got two episodes left. They either have to cram a lot into these next two episodes and keep in mind that uh, it was announced way back when that we're supposed to in this season get the fight of the decade like it's it was advertised that we were going to get an obi-wan vader fight was it it was okay it it, it, like way back i forget when but way back it was advertised that we were going to get like i think they called it the fight of the decade okay and i just don't know how they're going to pull this off Like I don't, I don't see where they can go with it because they still have, like, they have the Leia loose end that they have to tie up. They have the third sister loose end that they have to tie up because there's no way that the third sister is going to stay there. And let's also address the Grand Inquisitor. Right. Like, if he's actually dead, dead? they just they like he can't be because if he is, they've just broken continuity. Because what is it, Rebels that comes after where he's there? Like he's alive and well. (laughs) So <laughs> either, I don't think he's dead. No, he can't be. He just can't be. With all the things that have been happening, like when you watch The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, all the people who have gotten some fatal wounds and they've just like robotized them and all of a sudden they're back and they're good to go. Ooh, you think he'll be roboti- robotized? Do you think the Emperor will
1: get a hold of him and maybe he'll give him like a middle, like uh, what's his name head or something? And-
0: yeah. or, or Vader. Why not? Okay. I mean, did to Vader? Why wouldn't Vader turn around and be like, "Well, we have the technology; let's do it"? Or Grievous? Think of Grievous. Do they all? Well, Grievous. I th-
1: the way I interpret it is was that the Emperor was was toying with that type of technology, like keeping people alive, bringing people back, and that Grievous was like an an early prototype. Mm-hmm. And, but even and look, that, look at know, Grievous. Vader, I mean
0: that that happened with Grievous.
1: There's a, and I can't even think of it because it's, it's 10 years ago, but there was a comic. Uh, it was like a one-off comic, a what if kind of comic. And, and the cover was Darth Maul and he had like spider legs, like mechanical spider that. legs because well, he and the whole idea was Tatooine.
0: that he did.
1: He was like a, he, right, exactly. He was, he was, he was going after Obi-Wan cause Obi-Wan, right. And he was like a prototype before Grievous in that, you know, at some point, they saved Darth Maul and gave him legs. Then mm-hmm. he didn't get two legs. He got, I believe, it was six legs, like like six or eight legs, like a spider and ant, like an yeah. insect, like yeah, yeah I remember legs. that. And supposedly yep.
0: that fight is canon because I think in Clone Wars they flash forward or something, or maybe it was Rebels. I can't remember which one, but they have that fight between Darth Maul and Obi Wan. On Tatooine. Like, or they have a flash forward or something. I, I haven't watched it yet, but of course, talking about Star Wars, spoilers come up. And I want to say that that happened, but I've got to go back and uh, I've got to read through it all, see if I can catch it. Well, where well, do you think they're going to go from here? Like, we've got two episodes left. What What do you think their main focus is going to be? Well, you know, before we get
1: into that. Let's talk about the fourth episode for one minute. Okay. So, I did mention my suspension of disbelief, and you mm-hmm. talked about the flame and that the fight with Obi Wan. That you know, I think even more egregious than that was some of the things that happened in in the fourth episode, and specifically, like how easily it seemed like he got into that base and he got Leia and got out of that base. It seemed I didn't want to say it was easy, but like. You know, and then he put a cloak on him and was walking out there with Leia underneath here. You you got a base full of what stormtroopers in uniform, imperial people in uniform. Mm-hmm. Nobody's wearing a robe out to here on both sides, carrying a you know with a kid with four legs, right? I mean, and then yeah. third sister's the only one that sees it. Third sister was the only one that saw it, which it was almost like almost a little campy at the same time. I'm fine with it. Like people are busy. They're going their heads down, doing their work and they're not looking, but you know, the security there, there's security people there. They're like, Hey, uh, that those people look suspicious. It wasn't until third sister knew about it and went running after them. Mm-hmm. And then even when she did that, then at the very end of it, the twist on that is Vaders interrogating her Got her up in the air, and, and she's mad. She's like, "Don't worry, don't worry, sir. This is all part of the plan." I put a bug on him, and we find out in the end it's, it's Leia's little robot is bugged, yep. right? Yep. Right. So if she put a bug on him, why was she even chasing after him? Why not just let all the stormtroopers look the other way and just let her go? Let or, him go. Or, or
0: first off, instead or, to, to lead to on to that, sight and keep him there. Well, you had to make it look. I just let him go. You had to make Maybe. it look good. Because if you just let him go, they would have went, that was way too easy. And then they would have said, well, something's wrong. We got to start searching. But even even going beyond that, okay? So Vader obviously knows that Organa was there. The third sister knows Organa was there. Already sent mercenaries to go find her on her planet. You know where he's going. He's going to drop this kid off. Like, you already know. All you got to do is just show up there and be like, all right, we're waiting. Do what they did on Cloud City. Just show up and be like, we're going to chill and
1: wait. He could be, that's true. Or he could be going to a a midpoint where he's going to meet Bail Organa and say, here's your daughter. And then I'm gone. And then he goes back to Tatooine. They don't know where he they don't know he was living on Tatooine. The they don't know is, where he was.
0: Logic he would depict. Again. Logic would depict. Go find the parents, or go wait at the planet. Just you know where he's going. He's going to make a connection somehow. So, two sides to this. The one is when this is all said and done,
1: we know that ultimately Obi Wan's going to be back on Tatooine, and nobody's going to know he's there. So, because we, we know that's where he is. Even older, when he's even older. At the beginning of well, that's right. How is he going to get to there? But we do know that some at some point before a new hope happens, which is you know years from now, but years from there. But at some point, he's going to get away, and he's going to get away secretly, and he's going to go hide on Tatooine, and they're not going to know he's there. Now, maybe they'll be looking there. There's stormtroopers and most Eisley. There's Maybe, but they're looking everywhere for, for people. Maybe, maybe not. But he's going to go there and he's going to be able to hide. And he's going to be able to live there long enough to know about Jawas and know, know about, you know, different things. So at some point, he's going to get away. Now, how that happens, I don't know. But here's another aspect I, I want to point out Vader consents Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan consents Vader. They're master. They train together. Vader. Can't sense his daughter. I mean, his daughter can't sense him. I mean, Leia's not a Jedi. But she's more sensitive. sensitive, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Right. Right. So he doesn't know when Vader's nearby. Like, something's not good around here. Like, I don't feel very good. I feel something. Is there somebody watching me? What's going on? Like, something. And then Vader's like, there's a presence here that, that feels. I know it. It Doesn't well, feel like Obi Wan. She looked like Padme, right? Right. That's what. Yeah, he did make that reference. So if Vader sees her, mm-hmm. that you know, if Anakin sees a young Padme, he might immediately like, "Hey, mm-hmm. hey, that 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 kid from that kid that Naboo is that kid from Naboo? Is that is that one in the bloodline from Padme or?" the Young, did we have kids? I mean, he doesn't know. He doesn't no, know he doesn't. have kids. But he figures it out, right? But he figures oh, yeah, it out. He, he thinks Padme and is Empire dead. Stri- he does, but, but at some point, right, in Empire Strikes Back, when Luke goes to fight Vader, and Vader kind of has him and cuts his hand off, what does Vader say to him? Luke, I am your father. When does Vader figure it out that I had kids, that he has kids? or a kid at least boba when does fett it, told at him. some point did he boba fett told him yeah told him how about does Boba luke. Fett know?
0: how does boba fett know that luke is his child that's a great question like
1: where does that that information come from how does vader ultimately ultimately like where's the source of that information to feed vader you know boba fett told him okay so how does boba i mean this was done in secrecy. This was done when the kids were born. Obi-Wan took them. Mm-hmm. He gave one to Alderaan, he gave one to Tatooine, he stayed with it. And the one Alderaan was with people he trusted, the hmm And on that note, you know, and, and, and the whole point of him going back there, you know, when you mentioned that he would tear apart Tatooine looking for Obi-Wan, obviously he doesn't care. If he thought Obi-Wan was an Alderaan, he'd tear it apart. You know, he he's willing to sacrifice a whole planet in in the New Hope, and he
0: does. He blows it up. Mm-hmm. And blows maybe up he even, maybe that was even his thought process that he thought Obi wan might have been there. So, well, I'll just nuke the whole planet, make a point.
1: I don't know. I would think that if he thought Obi wan was there, that he would have he would have you know don't let any ships leave the planet. Don't let any ships go into the planet. Let's scour the planet and find him. Even if I would think years. that he would do that too. Even if it takes years, we're not leaving. We're staying right here. If we, if we, if he's on that planet, we're not going nowhere. We're going to stay right yeah. here and we're going to just tear every grain of sand off the planet till we find him.
0: Yeah, we will find this man. Yeah, like, that's my all expectation. the resources we need to spend, and that's why that's why he can't be found whatsoever on Tatooine. There could be no Vader obi-wan connection on tatooine ever because if it is then the whole canon is destroyed
1: well i mean that's true but at the same time look at where he is on tatooine he's not near any cities he's way out there hidden in a cave more or less so even if imperial droids and imperial you know fly over it and search and scour it you know, Obi-Wan's smart. He's got a lot of wisdom. He knows how to hide. He could probably evade their their droids and all this and, and stay in his little cave, you know, and live off the land and not get found for a long time. I mean, he's, You know, if anybody could do it, if anyone could do it, it's Obi-Wan. That said, growing old, living in a cave <laughs> in the middle of the desert,
0: it takes it out of it. Probably
1: you. isn't the best for your mental health. I mean, it, it can't be good for mental health. I mean, with social features, yeah,
0: talking to jealous.
1: Yeah. If he is talking to him.
0: Well, it's so, already showed that he he he's a talking lot of to him. For yeah, it's already showed that he's talking to him because he was dealing with that right. one. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm apprehensive about where they're going to go but there's a lot of things i like so i'm hopeful not, that like it's it's i don't i don't think the series is nearly as bad as it's been getting a rep for like i don't think it's nearly that bad is it oh it's been getting torn apart oh yeah
1: eh, whatever <laughs> yeah whatever. i don't i don't there's talk of
0: um there's talk of the only thing that can save the Obi wan series is Mando showing up and saving the day, like that type of stuff. It's like, Eesh. I disagree. Oh, I I, disagree. I, 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 I agree with you. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's as bad as it's being portrayed as. Like, I don't think it's nearly and I think as bad.
1: The Mandalorian being, plus the Mandalorian's happening way in the future from this, and and. Yeah. The Mandalorians growing up here, any Mandalorian growing up here would be ill placed. and It wouldn't fit. It just it would ruin it. I, I don't think that's the story. I think that I think it's been very good. I do I do think that what your point is having that fight and having all the stuff that has to happen. I think that it's very possible that at the end of the next the next two two episodes that there's kind of a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. This arc is not this story arc may not be complete. Mm-mm. The fight may still not have happened. Leia may or may not be home, or maybe Leia gets back to her to her dad, not on not on you know on Alderaan somewhere else, and something else goes on. But in the meantime, we're not done. Season two is gonna the arc is gonna continue. It's gonna find a stopping point, which could be a cliffhanger, and there you go. We'll see you in six months, a year, whatever, till the next season comes out watch marvel
0: if we don't get a vader obi-wan fight and i mean by a fight i mean an actual decent fight i will be in this season i will be disappointed but however it rolls down to you remember what vader said to obi-wan when they met in a new hope at when last we met you were the master and i was the apprentice basically and he said but now i'm the master like do you remember that so however it leaves yeah, wherever they leave yeah. off next obi-wan has got to have some sort of upper hand in the situation he's got to unless they're just ignoring that canically.
1: no no i i don't think they are i think that we've been seeing obi-wan get stronger over the past oh, two yeah. to three episodes, slowly getting stronger, getting more in tune with the Force. He used it to save Leia. He's used it a couple times now. He used it to hold back the water mm-hmm. and save Tala, Leia, and himself, mm-hmm. and then to waste all the stormtroopers floating in the water that got drowned. So he's getting stronger. The lightsaber, like you said, deflecting, you know, like, like he used to and mm-hmm. spinning it around, and, and all of a sudden looking like Obi Wan, you know, looking like his former self, you know, it's in there somewhere. And I think Anakin, as much as Obi-Wan being present and Vader feeling like he could catch him now Mm. is putting a fire under Vader and Vader's definitely, you know, obviously on top of his game. I think all of that is also bringing the best out of, out of Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is at this point where it's like, Hey, I need to be, I need to be, the Jedi that I was, and I need to believe in myself, or yeah. all is lost.
0: And I think that's the and direction think, that they have to go. Like that's the direction yeah, it feels like by, they're going. By
1: episode six, he might be he might be ninety five, ninety eight, hundred percent by episode six.
0: I'm hoping you know, so.
1: In which case, when he is a hundred percent, when he's a hundred percent, could he go toe to toe with Vader? Maybe. And given the scenario and the situation, you know, I mean, think about Luke. Luke couldn't take on Vader in Empire. No. But by Jedi, by Jedi, he could. By return to the Jedi, Luke could go toe to toe with Vader. He wasn't afraid of him anymore. He had been trained by Yoda. And he's like, I, I can, you know, yeah, he can he has the force. I have the force. And I'm just as good with lightsaber as he is now. Well well, Obi Wan trained Anakin. He might actually have some tricks up his sleeve that he didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the man, he's still the master. So you're absolutely right. I, I think that that's a-, a very good point that, you know, Obi-Wan could a- a- actually better Vader when all is said and done. But that may be in, 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 in season two. This well, there- season might be all about him, you know, re-accepting the force and, and re-embracing it and getting stronger and stronger and stronger, getting legs under him, so to speak. And so then going into season two, then the stage is kind of set for that battle to happen.
0: And there was a scene in Return of the... I think it was... No, it was Empire Strikes Back. You remember when Vader says, I see Obi-Wan has taught you well? Do you remember that scene? Yes. And do you remember where impressive. Luke was when he Most said impressive. that? Luke had in the, the higher uh, ground. the
1: freezing thing, and he jumped.
0: Yeah, Luke had the higher ground. Ah. Uh. So that, that remark mm-hmm. of, I see Obi-Wan has taught you well, like that right there goes right back to Mustafar.
1: Right. Well, Obi-Wan, again, as wise as Yoda, as strong as Mace Windu, mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan was not only Anakin's m- mentor, but he's Luke's first mentor. And maybe he learned a few things in teaching Anakin, like, hey, maybe I don't want to give him all this information up, for, up front. Maybe i got to give it to him in a different way keep him on the path as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know. And the other thing is when he trained Luke, it was in a different situation. It was in a hurry, but it was in a different situation. Luke was older. Uh mm-hmm. when he trained Anakin, you know, they were they were general. They were and why were Jedi ever generals? I I don't think I ever wrapped my head around that. Like why Jedi became like army leaders. Uh-huh. Why wouldn't the army be the army and Jedi be Jedi? But you know, it is what it is.
0: But Anakin also had a lot of like pomp and circumstance with the whole Jedi Order and learning the traditions and stuff that Luke never had to deal with. That's true.
1: He had to be on Coruscant. Yeah. You know. But you know, Anakin, Anakin turned in a in a hard way. I mean, when he, he you named it before oh, yeah. when he went into the school and wasted all the all the Padawan and then. When obi-wan saw that it was like maybe that might be the only other time you see obi-wan shocked really shocked like caught off his guard mm-hmm. that and when when he finds out anakin's alive but when he saw anakin do that i was like i trained oh, this crushing. boy he's my brother i trained him he he would never do that and here
0: he sees on the video screen him doing that mm-hmm. like what the- and then even when they first met on Mustafar. You could see that Obi-Wan was trying to just like argue himself out of this is not this. is He didn't do this. This is not him. And he was arguing like he was. You could see right. he was arguing himself out of it until he couldn't anymore. Like he literally could not. Yeah. Agreed. Well. Let's say, unfortunately, it's getting pretty late here, so I've got to got to wrap this thing up. Um, we got two more episodes left. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. I know we have a second season, so I'm hoping that they're going to they're going to give us some. I hope they're going to give us something good. Yep, it's all I'll say there. I hope they give us something good. Um, so I'm not clear on the timeline. Is it going
1: to be after this season? Is it going to be we wait and then there's more Obi Wan, or is like Mandalorian season three going to happen and then? Something else, and then this is like farther down the road. Like I don't, I don't know the timeline uh, of these things. I haven't, uh, yeah, have to figure I, that I, out.
0: I have not caught that, but we'll see. I mean, it's coming. Like freight train, it's coming.
1: A lot of media, a lot of media out there. A lot mm-hmm. of Marvel shows. So Miss Marvel started last night too, which we haven't oh, seen yeah. yet.
0: I haven't. I haven't yep. touched Miss Marvel yet.
1: Well, you know, actually, my daughter's eight, and and we're, she she saw the preview, and she's like, I want to watch that. So she's, a lot of things are scary for her still, even at eight. Uh, but we did see, we did show her Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. <laughs> she couldn't watch Spider-Man. I tried to get her to watch the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man like a year ago, and it was too scary. The spider bite, and I was like, come on. Uh, but yeah, so that's so maybe that that's too scary. But Gardens of the Galaxy isn't, I don't know. I mean, there's music and dancing in it, and she's into that. And uh, Chris that's crazy. Brad. So I guess, yeah. So, so Gardens of the Galaxy 3 is coming out, and like we don't get to go. Like you asked the other night, like if we had seen, you know, Doctor Strange movie. No. I mean, I, I, I live here in Iowa. We don't have, we've only been here a little while. We don't have a lot of friends here. There's no babysitters here that we know. So it's not like we do that. We do things as a family. So Michelle and I can't just go to the movies. Hmm. Um, you know, we can rent things. We saw no way home, which was a blast. Um, but we saw it's got a Blu-ray, uh, or excuse me, a, a, uh, red box kind of thing. Uh, we rented it. So that's kind of way we can watch movies. Uh, Dr. Strange, maybe we'll do it that way. Um, Guardians 3 I'm thinking Family Movie Night you know big screen there you go at some point yeah well so Ms. Marvel Michelle and I will probably watch the first episode and uh if it seems like it's kid friendly maybe we'll watch it with her and then watch that every week that'd be kind of cool
0: well on that note where can people find you at if they so were deciding to look
1: me hmm uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I have email. I have a phone. I don't have a podcast, so to speak, if that's what you mean. I'm on Facebook.
0: There you go. All right, man.
1: Yeah. Up. I'm on Facebook.
0: Well, I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil versus Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier, everywhere else, sometimes with an underscore, sometimes not. Uh, you can find me on Ustream, Facebook, um, Twitch, Discord, I don't know. If, uh, uh, Tinder, Grinder, Bumble, Picket. I'm probably there. If I'm not, let me know. I'll upload there and go there as well. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening, let other people know. You can find us on Podcast Addict, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere. If we're not there, let us know. We will upload there. We're we're fine with that. We're probably there if you're thinking of it. Uh, We are partnered with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service with a twist. It allows you to purchase games, but when you purchase them, it also donates to charity simultaneously if you put the question mark partner equals gna podcast at the end of your link it lets them know we sent you if you get a little slider bar that allows you to pick where you want to send your monies just put the slider bar for gna podcast all the way down to zero we don't want your money put it all to charity give it all give some to humble bundle give some to developers we don't want your money we just want to know that we sent you there so it's question mark partner equals gna podcast at the end of your humble bundle link we also have a website, www.gnapodcast.com, with links to our Discord, as well as links over to our affiliate sites, or affiliate sites, uh, to our, our partner sites, uh, it's Microbot Gamers. Here's a bunch of articles we just posted over there, because it was a lot easier than trying to write a bunch of ourselves. And yeah, that's about it. Well, Soda, man, thank you for joining me tonight. I had a good time. Absolutely, this
1: was fun. We'll yeah, we we'll do it again. Sir. Absolutely. All right. Well, have a good night. You too. Keep in touch.